0: Welcome to a new podcast video of the CIL China Benjam Initiative. In front of me today, I have Bram van den Driessen. Driessen, right? Correct. Thank you for coming. Nice uh, that you could make some time to to come here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Uh, Yeah. Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to the people.
1: Uh, So I'm Bram van den Driessen. I'm uh, born and raised in Belgium. Um, born actually in St. uh and raised in Purs. Uh, I'm general manager of uh, up-to-date MetaLinger China LTD uh, furniture company in Dongguan uh, and I, that's about it.
0: Okay that's great, it. great. So what is your background like how did you uh, end up here in China
1: at all? Well actually the business uh, in Dongguan is a family business. Uh, my father started the company um, so I actually came uh, in 2012, I came with the intention to come for about one month uh, to implement some uh, procedures and, and some uh, new working ways in the factory here in China. Uh, but I fell in love with the, with the living way and, 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 the, and the job. Um, so I discussed with my father if there was a possibility, if there was room and, and space for me to, have to, to work here in China which I ended up doing for the rest of the year, basically. Um, And then without really talking about it and without really discussing a lot, uh, I ended up being here for uh, three, four years. Uh, And then after four years, our general manager from that time uh, went back uh, to Spain. Um, And then I was discussing with my father for somebody to follow him up. And... That's uh, where you were. That ended up being me, yes.
0: Okay, nice, (laughs) nice. And so in total, if I interpret it well, uh, in total about six or seven years already? Seven years now, Okay, perfect. So uh, China was your place. And uh, is it because of the business or was it uh, a personal interest that really took your interest? It's it's
1: both, it's both. Um, Yeah, the business definitely. I I started uh, working in the company from uh, my 18, uh, from when I was 18 years old. Um, and from the start, actually, I, I really liked uh, the furniture business, loved the furniture business. Mm-hmm. I started working in the retail shops that we have back in uh, in Belgium. And then, um, yeah, then I came to China. When I came to China, actually, what I really loved about uh, being here is uh, that your days, your working days cannot be predicted. Uh, while in, in Europe, we really have uh, our agendas and everything is really... Followed quite strictly uh, here in China. There are things popping up and I actually like the challenge uh, and, and the way of working here in China.
0: Okay, nice. So it's uh, It's it's the also the, the how to say the the enthusiasm of the day every time that something pops up will uh, have kept you here yes, Also in this yes, case. Yes. Okay, nice. So um, um, Yeah, in this case you worked in the factory from 18 years old uh, So you could take already a lot of experience actually from the realtor shops uh, uh, where you have worked into Also here in China, I think that was added value. Yes,
1: yeah, there was definitely an added value. Also, um, because in a later stage, uh, when I was here in China, I started also uh, to interfere in the development of the of the models, uh, the designs, and everything. And obviously, I had the the because of the retail background, I knew what end customers were looking for. Uh, in their furniture, in their bed or in their sofa, what exactly uh, they like in certain functions or certain sizes and everything. And that's definitely a big help in, in development and, and, and creation of, of new designs. Um, and yeah, just in general, knowing the product obviously um, yeah. was a big help. Also, being um, sales in the retail stores um, helped me with uh, yeah knowing the what today is our competition. Um, Obviously they're our suppliers for the retail stores, but uh well I don't want to say competition, more colleagues, but yeah, uh, yeah and you get to know their materials, their products and, and their way of working which yeah. obviously is also a big help yeah. today.
0: So so can I say that the, 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 the interest in China was nice but also because you had added value that you also felt more comfortable and really like okay I have something to do here.
1: Or yeah yeah exactly and and also of course as it is a family business as my father started the company um, I knew it would be an added value for him to be here as well right. and he's also a big part of, of uh, of my story, of the okay, reason okay. why. We live. will come so, later. Yeah, sure. okay,
0: perfect. So, um, so what kept you? All, you're 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 living in Dongguan, right? Correct. Yes. So that was you always have lived in Dongguan, or?
1: Yeah, the the company has always been in Dalingshan, uh, yeah. which is a, a, a town uh, in Dongguan. Um, so yeah, when I came, the company was there. So and the company is still there. Uh, yeah. So yeah, as long. as I will be where the company. Okay. Will so, be, how's so. living there? Uh, the the living standards in Dongguan are are quite good. Uh, there are a lot of expats as well, um, which makes life easier. Obviously, um, knowing knowing more people and getting to know more people from different cultures is always nice as well. Um, we have a lot of options uh, food wise, and and uh, yeah, there are a lot of events and yeah, okay. which makes the personal life. Uh, easier, more fun as well, which makes it easier to live in China.
0: Yeah, okay. Interesting. Okay, now, Yeah. And nice to hear that Dongguan is a place for you to stay. Um, of course we're in the Greater Bay Area, right? So, uh, um, yeah, lots of foreigners are everywhere and for different reasons. Uh, most of them will choose Shenzhen or Guangzhou, so it is nice to have also someone uh, choosing for Dongguan, also business related, but also uh, that you are liking uh, to live there. So nice, uh, nice to hear. So, uh, going to the business, um, yeah, can you introduce what you, your 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 company is doing?
1: Yes, um, so yeah, we're we're actually doing uh, upholstered furniture, uh, meaning um, leather and fabric sofas, beds, recliners, uh, armchairs, uh, dining chairs. Um, so everything that is fully upholstered. Um, and this we are mainly exporting uh, worldwide. Our biggest market is still Europe today, but we're trying to. Yeah. Uh, do more business uh, in Asia. Yeah. Um, so to be sure,
0: you're a manufacturer of furniture, right? Correct, yeah. correct, yes. okay. So, um, mainly main customers are Europe, or is, are there some upcoming markets where you... Uh
1: yeah, we're, we're actually, since several years already, um, getting more and more business uh, in Asia and in the Middle East. Um, we're doing more business in Japan, South Korea, um, China uh, is coming up now, uh, which is becoming more and more important for us as well, um, and yeah, the big advantage is that, for example, in Japan, in South Korea, the living standard is quite similar to the living standard in in Europe, uh, which which makes our products easier, easier implementable in in the markets. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, the manufacturer here in uh, in Dongguan, um, so. Explain, how did it start? Uh, the family business, you say, so how did it start from...
1: Uh... Yes, um, well, many years ago, my, Well, obviously, my father has always been in, in furniture business. Um, he started with the retail stores, and after a while, he started to, to show more and more interest in, in production and in wholesale. So he started basically with um, wholesale, where he was purchasing from China, Vietnam, Malaysia, um, and then he was... Wholesaling those products back in Europe, so he was buying full containers uh, at the moment that he that he created um, a Consistent customer uh, Portfolio he was able to start the production because that's the hardest part when you want to start the production is Is having enough customers. It's, Stable it's, customers yeah, yeah, exactly um, so then as all the models that the, that the, the other factories were producing for him were uh, his copyright he was able to just start producing those models by himself. So then he opened the factory in China, um, and yeah, started Rest producing history. himself. Yes.
0: Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And um, is there still uh, uh, like the the, the the main markets are also changing? So uh, do you you are now manufacturing also for China? Is there also a, a reason that you are in China for for that reason? Or,
1: um, oh, uh, back in the day, the main reason uh, to come to China, I think, was. Um, mainly uh, because of the suppliers and sub-suppliers who are uh, easily to fi- easy to find here in uh, in China while if you go back in Europe and you want to produce in Europe there are still a lot of materials coming from China which yeah. which uh, or from other countries in Asia which uh, you, you need uh, to produce your product. So here literally any kind of product you need is, is right around the corner which makes production much more uh, much easier.
0: Okay, so directly to the question, because uh, that is uh, for me a very uh, important question, because uh, I know the Greater Bay Area very well. Mm-hmm. So what is the reason that y- the factory have been opened in Dongguan, instead of uh, not in Foshan, for example, where whereas also a big furniture uh, supply chain, actually?
1: Correct, yeah. Well, the choice obviously was between Foshan and Dongguan, um, because those are the, the two main furniture areas uh, in China. Well, in Shanghai as well, but uh, in, in the, the, the Greater Bay Area, um, it's Foshan and Dongguan. Now, the general manager that uh, my father started the company with uh, was working in Dongguan for another factory before. So he knew the, the region, he knew the suppliers, he knew the people around the government, um, and, and he had the right contacts. To find um, to find the real estate, to find the the building, and, and to find everything to okay, cool. to start the, the production.
0: Yeah. Okay. Nice. So uh, the furniture factory itself. Um, what what are the pros and cons of about uh, operating a business here in China? So uh, factory related. You have probably a lot of pros and a lot of cons. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah. What well, what are they?
1: Well, um, pros. The, the, the big pros, like I just said, uh, the fact that the suppliers are around the corner, the flexibility uh, in general um, of, of many of the, of the suppliers. Um, what do you mean
0: with flexibility?
1: Well, flexibility that if you need something to be developed specifically for you, um, that there are suppliers being able to do that. And in general, in China, a lot of things are possible, um, meaning that if you need something very urgent, uh, if you need something... To happen differently than, than the usual, it's uh, it's very often possible.
0: Yeah, and, and is that like because there's a big supply chain regarding furniture that there are always like big or small workshops correct. that are actually uh, can make some want to make something for you yes. for a certain price? Yeah? Yes, correct. Okay, is that also um, that is a big pro of course, uh, but is there also a con on these uh, suppliers?
1: Oh, uh, with some of the suppliers, it's actually the complete opposite. That some of the suppliers actually have, have moqs that are quite high. So it's, it's uh, finding the way uh, in the suppliers and finding the right contacts to work with, um, which is the hard part, actually, of doing yeah. business in China. Yeah. OK.
0: OK. So um, are there other pros that that that? Uh
1: um, yeah, easy to find, to find labor uh, until uh, this year. Now it's much harder to find labor. The labor cost is, is uh, rising uh, a lot. Um, which is also affecting the, the prices, which is, is becoming a con now. Uh, what used to be a pro is, uh, is becoming a con now.
0: Yeah, Is it going so that fast or is it like uh, uh, you're looking for a certain kind of uh, uh, skilled labor which is then becoming uh, less available in the market?
1: Well, that's, that's a little bit the, the, the story right now. We are looking for certain skilled labor. Uh, the main issue actually is that where before young people were still willing to learn uh, that skilled labor, uh, now it's not the case anymore. There are certain companies, very big uh, companies, uh, technology uh, companies that are uh, based in Dongguan now. Uh, there is a specific company that, that uh, set base in Dongguan now, which is, is huge, uh, which obviously is b- bringing suppliers and subsuppliers as well. Uh, and which is taking a lot of labor in the, in the region. Uh, so those are specifically young people and they, they give a lot of benefits that, uh, that for the, the, the companies in the technology sector is possible because their margins are are different than, yeah. than the furniture um, and the salaries there are much higher as well yeah. so yeah a lot of young people go go to work in this sector which makes it harder to find uh, yeah. people now and obviously because of that the, the labor cost is going up
0: going so. up yeah. yeah 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 I noticed it actually uh, we, we are a service consulting company so we're not in the manufacturing and um, so there are lots of young people who are actually want to work in the service industry. Um, but that, of course, is, is, is yeah. On the downside, is that from the manufacturing, a lot of uh, young people are yeah, pulled away towards the cities, for example, in the service sector, or to the technology sector, because yeah, in their generation, they have more with technology than maybe furniture uh, manufacturing. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. So, uh, what, what, uh, what are the? Uh, how do you overcome this challenge? Actually, because yeah, you need to still move forward.
1: Right? Yeah, but it's uh, that's uh, a challenge we are currently facing, and and that's something. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to say how to overcome because the future will tell. Yeah. Um, like I say, currently it's quite quite uh, hard, and we are we are uh, our our orders are increasing, so we, we need to hire more people. Uh, so it's yeah, that's okay. our our current. Literally, our our challenge of today. Uh, so, future will tell. I will let you know yeah. in the future how yeah. we how we overcame. Okay, the perfect.
0: Problem. Yeah. And a small question: Do you think that eventually this will be solved by automation, or will it be solved by relocation?
1: Oh, um, automation in the industry that we are in is impossible. So everything that we do, from uh, woodwork, uh, sewing till upholstery, is is hand is oh, handmade yeah. uh, so there is no way to, to do it so yeah we, we hope that in the in the technology sector they will go more to <laughs> automate automated uh, okay. production so so the people yeah. will will shift back to to our business the sector need to do it together
0: right so uh, let's uh, let's hope there will be a solution okay so uh, now I'm very curious to your experiences actually so um, yeah for a lot of uh, people who are watching actually and uh, 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 have some interest, they would really like to know like, what kind of issues uh, have you met, like key issues that you met when you were uh, setting up the factory um, or in the beginning startup phase?
1: Well, uh, obviously, I'm on, only speaking uh, of what has been transferred to me, the information that has been transferred to me. Uh, but I can imagine that the, the hardest part for my father was uh, the fact that he, he started the company as 100% foreign-owned so it's not a joint venture, so he had to do it completely on his own, find his way uh, in between all the regulations, uh, government negotiations uh, and everything. And, and I think that was the hardest part. The cultural difference, the language barrier, um, yeah, all of these I think were the hardest part. Where today, even as a 100% foreign company, it's much easier uh, to start a company in, uh, in China 12 years ago it was yeah, it was very hard It
0: was very hard yeah is yes. it also because you said like there was a, uh, the general manager had the contacts, had the roads to, to drive over so at that time it was maybe key also for him to overcome issues uh, by using the, the general manager actually
1: yeah of course yeah definitely definitely that was one of the one of the main reasons as well uh, but still still uh, it's hard. Um, especially if, if you're used to doing business in Europe, um, it's hard to understand some of the, of the regulations, some of the laws, um, as, yeah, you're used to, to a certain, uh, way of, of working. Um, you develop a certain common sense, uh, yeah. which for us is our common sense. Obviously, because of the culture and the, and the difference in laws here, common sense is completely different, and that's that's yeah really hard. In yeah. the in the today uh, in in leading the factory as well, uh, it's it's uh, still one of yeah. the, the harder. So parts, so, so what
0: yeah. are what are key issues that you meet now today in the factory?
1: Oh, um, if I can point out one, I think HR for me is is one of the hardest. Uh, 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 in what what subjects Uh, specifically in HR um, especially the understanding of the of the rules uh, in HR there are certain uh, ways of of working and uh, especially now also the workers are kind of overprotected I can say uh, where before they were underprotected. since 2012 there are certain rules that came and they are little bit overprotected now and it's hard to find the way uh, and the correct way of, of, of Okay, uh,
0: what kind of rules for example can you name one or two so there are a few
1: things um, yeah overprotected in, in uh, even if a worker is not productive to your company uh, if you want to fire somebody it's it's very hard and the compensations are very high uh, or there are certain regulations like for example um, if if one of the workers, let's say, has an accident outside of the factory uh, and happens to to die, uh, then the company is obliged to pay a compensation to the family, which in Europe is 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 very strange it thing. It's something, yeah, it doesn't exist. It's very strange to understand. Um, and in the beginning, when, when you're faced with this kind of rules, uh, it's, it's very, you try to, to hard. fight
0: against it or you don't want to agree directly with yeah, it. Yeah, right? exactly.
1: It's, it's not fight against it. It's, it's more a kind of disbelief. Um, okay. in the beginning, like, how is that possible? Like, yeah. are you sure you understood well? And and on top of that, there is also um, the the difference in in information between what has what is being told by uh, government departments or what is being told by your uh, legal uh, advisor or what is being told by your HR department. So you get all kinds of different information, and there is very clearly a gray zone uh, in HR. But then that gray zone is uh, seems to be uh, a way. To, yeah. to, to escape, but then, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the case. It's yeah, can, I, can
0: I name it like this? Like there's indeed, from because there, the, the rules are, are so many that actually not everyone always knows what rule they should take. So different people will have different opinions, but then this grey area is actually there to maybe agree something with the person itself. Like it, Like here you can make an agreement to say like, okay, we close down the case. Uh, this is what we can do and if they accept it you can proceed forward
1: yeah I, uh... yeah you can say it like that but but still the the workers know the rules very well today where yeah in, in many countries that's not always the case but they know very very well what they what they what, what they what can gather are. away yeah, yeah they know their rights very well so yeah, they uh, they will push it to the limit, and yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah they they don't go for less than, yeah. than what...
0: Well, that's also a little bit Chinese culture, right? They don't go for uh, <laughs> yes. They always <laughs> go for the win, but the full win. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. And are there other also other issues outside of uh, HR that are really uh, uh, key uh, issues that you meet normally to
1: to to overwin? Oh. Uh, In general, the culture difference, the language barrier, which still makes it difficult, even though there are certain people in the company that that I work with for many years, um, still, because of the cultural difference, uh, when you say something in a certain way in English, sometimes they understand it in a completely different way, and, and that makes it quite hard as well um yeah, communication in, in general, uh, okay. I think is a tough part. As and, well. and,
0: and for example, now, I, I, as we know the, the how people look here towards furniture and the standards of furniture of course are really different. So uh, when obviously when producing uh, uh, furniture you should have especially for export, you should have certain standards uh, and mm-hmm. maybe you need to understand like okay how does the uh, Chinese locals, the, the workers look to your products? Compared to you, in your way. So
1: specifically, the workers. Yeah. Or for the example. Example. Okay. Or I the thought you were, or? you were aiming at the at the potential local customer that would purchase the product. So oh for no. The, no. No. Okay. So for the uh, for the workers, yeah, that's a hard part of the job as well because um, you have to understand that workers. Factory workers, uh, they don't. Their living standard is not the same as a factory worker in Europe. A factory worker in Europe, they go home. They have their their own house. They have, uh, they have their sofa, their bed, and and uh, and their complete uh, set. While in China, the workers are literally moving from their hometown to the south or the southeast to to come and work for several years, and their sole purpose is earn money. So they stay in a dormitory often with with two or three colleagues in, in one room. No and, furniture. And exactly, no yeah. furniture. So that's a tough part of the job as well, is, is uh, make the quality standard and, and, and the level uh, clear to the people. Um, so yeah, that's one of the reasons also why why we, we chose to have a, um, a quality control manager from UK, uh, who is based in our factory, who follows up uh, the, the the quality standards as well it's very important uh, because even though you you are able to explain it well to your workers after a while it it will always close away yeah uh, fade away a little bit and then you have to wake them up uh, but yeah it's it's common sense if you're not used to use a certain product then then obviously uh, you need to be well trained to understand yeah no
0: it's maybe also because uh, uh, a lot of uh, yeah, as well for, for a lot of people coming here to buy at all. The, 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 like the, the, uh, We in, in, in Western Europe have uh, our own standards and, uh, and this is where we grow up. This is our common sense and then when you come here, uh, buying is already a thing that uh, you can expect things which you are not common sense in our area. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, when manufacturing furniture, people need to do what you say, and then uh, especially in quality standards, which is not common sense for them, correct. Uh, in low-paid uh, jobs, is of course uh, in communication way. If we go back to that uh, part, is very difficult, right? Yes. yes, correct. Okay, so you hire the UK uh, quality uh, uh, standards or quality manager. So, is there also other things that you have done in your production line that, that for example? Uh, reminds them from the qualities that need to, uh, that need to be in,
1: in literally every step in, in the production uh, we have a quality controller and, and without uh, the approval of the quality controller the product is not going to the next step of the production. Um, so I think we're, we're quite uh, well organized and, and, and quite safe in, in, in that point of view. Uh, also we have a complete follow-up system. We know exactly at the end of the production line which worker made which product. Uh, so even in the end of the production line we can still trace a potential problem back to the to the person who made, who, it. Who made it in, in that yeah. in that stage of the then you can production. also talk yes. with them actually correctly yes, yeah. yes, yes. correct yes.
0: okay because yeah different standards different people different standards and then that's the great solution of yes. course to, uh, to bridge yes. those differences okay so um, also in the supply chain actually um, because there are so there are so many resources. Uh, and a lot of furniture is made here, um, is it, for example, also difficult to find supplies with the right materials, actually? Uh, because quality, uh, our minimum quality in Belgium and the Netherlands, for example, is uh, above medium here. Um, so that would also erase a big part of the available resources here and materials. So how, how difficult is, is it to find the right materials?
1: It's, it's quite hard um, and it's very important that with the suppliers we choose to work with to then, to then maintain a very good relationship to make sure that we can, we can uh, keep that, that quality. But as I mentioned before, there are suppliers that can do lower quantities or that can be more flexible. And then there are other suppliers that are the complete opposite and their MOQs are, are in the hundreds or even in the thousands. And then, and then
0: for example, the, the supplier, because uh, you said yeah you, you, you want, need to have good relationships with your suppliers, but also because they, when they understand your quality standards, that means if you can, uh, yeah, get a cooperation that far that they also, if you need a new product or a new material, yeah, if you can do that with that person, that is that that's better, right?
1: It is better, but although it's still the same as what we just mentioned about the workers and the quality controllers. You really you have to educate them at the start, and you you need to keep them awake. You need to keep them reminding of certain standards because the same will happen with the supplier that today your product is at a certain level, at the right level, but. Uh, in in a few deliveries uh, later the quality level will will drop again so it's uh, once again there it's also very important in iqc that that the, the people checking the material they will they will point out the problems yeah. in the right in the right time and, and yeah. And in time. Yeah, so no, yeah,
0: we, we, we manage our supply chains, and what I notice always is the biggest problem of suppliers or at least factories is always management. You, you have a great solution for it, but most of the uh, Chinese suppliers, especially local suppliers, will not have, so indeed. You need to treat them actually as your own production line in management so that it's the indirect management of their production line, yeah, in great. fact. Okay. And, uh, but, but as I said, like, because you have a close relationship with a, with a supplier then, because you can get more done with others. Um, how would you describe this, this, this cooperation? Is this cooperation really helping each other to the next step? Like how the Chinese normally see a corporation like helping, while we as foreigners, or mostly Belgium and the Netherlands, we see it like, okay, you sell me something, and this is your responsibility to sell in the way that you have said you would sell it to me, right? So. How do you deal with suppliers? That uh, uh, yeah, do you really see this this cooperation as helping each other further? So do you really focus on that supplier, or do you um, differentiate a lot and you see what, what 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 you can get everywhere?
1: It's it's a little bit uh, our way of doing business. I think is to as well with customers as with suppliers to try to build a partnership. Um, I don't like to see the, the relationship as uh, supplier customer or. Um, yeah, as well with the suppliers as with the customer. Uh, so don't like to see us as a supplier towards the customer, or to see us as a customer towards yeah. the supplier, but more more like a partner. Um, so it's it's important in always to support each other, um, yeah, as well as possible, because everybody can only benefit from from that. So, yeah, we, we try to do that, uh, but not everybody allows uh, allows you to do that. What not do you supplier, mean by allow? Well, not all the, not all the suppliers accept um, that you try to interfere in the way that, that they produce. produce something or, or the, the level or the quality level that they, they produce something. So, in many cases, a supplier will just go like, oh, if this is the way you want it, then we won't be able to make it. Okay. Um, while, yeah, of course, you prefer to work with the suppliers that... Open, that, that is open and and willing to operate. to improve and, and, yeah. and yeah, yeah. It's
0: a quite, quite common thing indeed. Yeah, there are not many factories who actually allow to make changes in your in the production line based on your. Suggestion or demand, indeed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, then in this case, you can control really well your own supply base uh, in this way. Yes, but
1: uh, I have a very, very good uh, purchase manager who's on top of all of that. Um, she's working uh, with us for. Uh, she she arrived to the factory a little bit earlier than I did, so she's working for the company for eight years now, and yeah, she knows the her way around around the suppliers in the area and. Yeah. And she's doing a great job.
0: yeah. Okay, great. So uh, compliments for uh Yes, <laughs> good. So okay, uh, hearing all these uh, advantages, disadvantages, pros and cons. So what you implemented probably also some some uh, some things in your own factory. So what makes your a uh, furniture factory actually uh, different or more capable than a local Chinese uh, furniture factory?
1: Actually, being what I would like our suppliers to be flexible um, and and yeah cooperate with uh, with what the customer need. Um, what my father started with 12 years ago was obviously completely different than what the Chinese uh, were doing at that time. The Chinese productions were doing at that time. Uh, so his what he was doing is he made containers where you could mix up all the products in one container, meaning that you can buy one sofa in black leather and one bed in white fabric and and literally mix up the complete collection in one container. While with other manufacturers, with other uh, furniture uh, producers, you're buying a full container of the same product in the same material, at least that time. Now more and more factories are um, coming back from that that way of working and, and are also uh, be more and more flexible because there are less and less customers that are able to buy big quantities of the of the same product. But that time, uh, that was especially our strongest, uh, strongest, advantage. Uh, uh, our biggest advantage. Um, today, um, obviously that time as well, but today our quality standard, uh, the way we work, the materials we work with, um, I like to see and like to say that that we are Ahead of, of uh, most of the companies, uh, material-wise, uh, fabrics, leathers, um, we we do good reach, research and, and and try to find uh, new products to work with and be the first to bring to bring a new a new product. Um, Design-wise, we are European ourselves, while very often in the Chinese companies, it's uh, inspired on. Uh, mm-hmm. not to say copied. So we, we are able to do our own designs and, and, and to develop our own products and, and have our own identity, which I think is also important in, uh, in yeah. manufacturing.
0: Yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay, so uh, on the China cultural side, I uh, note you have a lot of stories to tell, <laughs> so I'm going to try to pull everything out. Um, so so what are clear differences in business culture in Europe and China you say you also sell to the uh, to the Chinese market so I think different point of view like from all aspects you can tell something so what is a clear difference between the business culture in Europe and the business culture in China
1: well I often get this kind of question from from customers or from from friends when I go back to, to Europe um, and I actually have a, an example which is quite quite um, funny in some way I think, um, but uh, yeah, something that I always tell is that when a Chinese um, business owner starts a new business, uh, they will go to the bank to loan money and one of the important parts besides starting the business itself is buying themselves a nice car. Um, that is with the sole purpose of looking successful towards the customers. That's a way of thinking that the, the customers in China, they will think if they see a business owner driving with a nice car, they will think, oh, that guy is successful, I need to do business with him. While in Europe, um, it's kind of the opposite. Uh, in in that way that if you drive a very nice car and you you arrive at your customer, they will often yeah think, oh, he's earning a lot of money on the yeah. back of, of his customers. I don't know if I should, or, or is it out of jealousy, or I don't know how to say, but the, the way we think in Europe when we see somebody drive a nice car is completely different than than, uh, than with the Chinese. Uh, but yeah, the way of doing business obviously is uh, is completely, completely yeah. different as well.
0: For example, because you're saying like they, they want to look nice, right? So in China, it's important that you, that you look like nice, you present yourself well mm-hmm. and rich. Um, in this case. So is it also because the customers maybe are not really, uh, no, yeah, they have been a development of maybe 30 years, uh, like in manufacturing. Um, so also in product standards and in, 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 uh, uh quality standards. So is it not that maybe Chinese customers like to see, that those things more because they don't know that much actually about their own industry, that they more focus on things that, that, that they can, re- can rely on which is success.
1: Yeah, but as I say, it's what, that's what, what uh, new business owners do as well. So it's very hard to know because yeah, if, if you start, with a, with a, start working with a supplier, you don't know if he started yesterday and he bought a Mercedes or a Ferrari yeah. or uh, yeah. no matter what kind of car, uh you you will never know is it because he's successful or did he just loan the money from the bank mm-hmm. and buy a nice car yeah i always so that's take a little bit uh, yeah, yeah i always it.
0: take the comparison of of uh, of the highway so on the highway you see all kinds of cars but you see uh, for example uh mercedes amg uh, um, driving on the left ro- road, but then 80 km per hour. Mm-hmm. So you think, like, okay, this one is, uh, these people are capable, but he's driving 80 kilometers per hour <laughs> on the left lane. So everything is possible while there's maybe a, a yeah, more, more, uh, uh, older car driving through it like he's a, he's a, he's a pro driver, right? So, uh, that's what happens in China. You never know what is
1: inside, yes. actually.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And are there also other, uh, uh, other cultural differences that you say, like, hey, uh,
1: well, if you start the business with the supplier in, in China or with the customer, uh, Um, selling to the local market, Uh, a very important part is is building up the relationship with the people. Where in in Europe we are more straight to the point, Uh, I want to buy your product, you want to sell your product, what's the price, okay, that's the price, okay price is good quality is good this is what i need and you start doing business where in china it's it's more important for as well the suppliers as the customers to really build up a relationship um, with with their supplier or or with uh, with the customer okay and and
0: and what kind of benefit does it have really that you say okay this is what we call a relationship which we don't have in belgium or, or the netherlands like in what situation do you really notice like okay uh, this is a relationship-funded uh, uh, solution.
1: Um, oh.
0: Maybe, for example, if there are quality problems, or for what you said, like uh, they open up the factory, that you can implement some management uh, tools there. Or?
1: But having the relationship in China is is basically really the start of everything. And if you 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 can feel that in some cases, when you start doing business with a company where you don't build up that that relationship first, that they they care much less. Uh, for you as a customer. While if you really build up that relationship, you're, you're, Chinese people really want to become friends before they start doing business. While in Europe we, we keep those apart from yeah. each other, only with people that you do business with for a long time, or, or uh, you, know, yeah, you know for a long time they, they might become friends. Uh, but you you try to keep it separate, but in China it, it yeah. goes hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, so also, and there's clear
0: benefits also then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. is. Okay. So, so, now yeah, Then you have a lot of relationships, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, eventually, yeah, what what kind of characteristics do you find back in the way of doing business that are key to understand to, for example, open a, for someone else opening a business or to operate a business? What are things that you say? Like you said already, like the relationship is very important. Are there other things uh, besides the relationship that eventually are key to understand if you really want to operate here or open a business here?
1: well obviously the law uh, the government the the government people are really important as well because it doesn't stop with relations with uh, with with the uh, with the supplier uh, but but yeah you need to have good relationships with the government as well uh, in china um,
0: just to be up to date from the
1: local laws, but also,
0: for example, uh, uh, if there's a problem, that you always have a, yeah, I would say, a, a stable factor that you always can contact, and then who leads you through the laws. Or
1: yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Especially um, in the beginning when I was here, obviously I didn't have the relationship with the local government people as we have today, and I could feel that the communication was was much less. Um, and, and like you say, the, yeah to help you out in certain uh, occasions or, or certain yeah. ways. It's, because I it's can understand
0: uh, a lot of uh, friction sometimes, okay, what to do now? And then, yeah, as you said, yeah, you have uh, maybe your legal advisor say something else, and then, Correct. yeah, it, you need to go to the government, like also in our countries, to have a transparent way, like, okay, this is how we're going to solve it. Uh, okay, so that's key to, to, to operate. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and are there also other things still, or?
1: Um, oh yeah, obviously there are, but I think those are the main the main the, things. The main things,
0: yeah. Are there certain situations that changed you in your own way of how you would operate now in your own uh, business?
1: The 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 way of working here day to day is completely different than in Europe. So the fact that uh, things can always unexpected can always show up uh, unexpected um, makes you yeah work in a different way and and, and and react in a different way and always try to calm down and let's let's find out uh, everything first uh, as well towards government else, as i mean in all points of view uh, if you're informed in a certain uh, about a certain issue uh, always try to calm down and, and, and yeah. find out. so yeah my my way of looking at uh, at everything has changed a lot
0: yeah but, but then, what you say? Maybe uh, I noticed for myself that actually, when I, uh, yeah, in, in, I would react very fast because in our countries everything is far, far quite transparent. Uh, mm-hmm. I would indeed react on things that are unbelievable or disbelieved. Mm-hmm. That I would directly want to no, no, no. This should be not the way how it should be. So, is a characteristic of doing business that you need to calm down and oversee the situation to not let emotion. Uh, lead you, but just analyze what's happening and proceed further. Yes, correct.
1: Yeah, I, I used to be very impulsive and, and react immediately, as as, as you say. Um, it's it's a little bit characteristic in our family, I think. Okay. I, I used to be very very strong and okay, that's the issue, and and yeah, immediately resolve resolve uh, try to resolve it. But now I've really learned after several years in China is oh, let's guys let's find out and and yeah. let's. Uh, Let's be well informed before, before we make a certain okay. decision.
0: So, would it also be a characteristic that you actually really need to uh, analyze and learn what's happening? Because to make a good decision, so you need to take the time, actually, the characteristic of taking the time to understand what's happening would eventually lead to a certain success and have maybe changed you also in your way of doing business here. Am I right?
1: Yes, correct, correct. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Okay. So, um, that is an experience problem for a lot of experience have made you like that. Uh, so, are there, uh, can you share an experience that you have always, uh, remembered that influenced your way, your, you personally, your, your way of doing business?
1: It's hard to say one specific uh, one specific thing because okay. it's a subject maybe yeah but mainly about HR as well I, I think that's that's uh, specifically where where I learned a lot uh, in the in the rules and, and regulations to really calm down and, and and try to find out take it personal what did you learn from China uh, like from business perspective
0: but then from personal perspective what did you learn from it from your time yeah.
1: Um, What I learned is, is, yeah, being patient, as I just said, Um, is is, uh, expect anything at at any time. I've matured a lot uh, being in China compared to to before. Uh, It it really changed me as a a person in in all points of view. Um, Like I said, before I was, I'm still impulsive. I would say I'm still impulsive, but I really try to... to hold it back.
0: So, so you, you developed a kind of an overview, like how, uh, how a real general manager yes. should, uh, should <laughs> yes. be, right? Yeah, great. Yeah, personally, I can uh, uh, share a lot of uh, experiences and things that I learned also, because I also started young, of course, and uh, uh, yeah, that are also things that uh, shaped me, uh, actually. Okay, so uh, how do you see uh, the furniture devel- uh, sector developing in China from now on? Like, what do you see happen in the future? Uh, what kind of opportunities will China have in your sector?
1: Well, well, for the local market, I must say that there is being uh, slowly a, a middle class being created, um, where before there was really a huge gap between poor and, and rich. That gap is not being closed, but there is there is a bridge coming in between, uh, let's say, like that. That's one of the reasons also why why we are... Selling more on the local market.
0: Okay, so so is that also a reason? Because now, of course, a lot of uh, furniture manufacturing have moved to uh, Vietnam, India. Uh, if it will move fully, I don't think so, uh, because there, the supply chain is too big, right? Yeah. But but as you say, like, is the local. Uh, being at, in the local market, having local customers in China, is it the, the, the big also a big reason that would say like okay, we stay in China instead of going to other countries.
1: Obviously, yes, because yeah, it's it's uh, such a big uh, part of the world population. So the, yeah, there is a big, a very big market here. Um, also, uh, in China, people are really willing to spend money on on furniture, where in many other parts of the world, uh, yeah, the, the the price level of of furniture is is going down, where in the previous generation people would buy a sofa and they would live with it for 30 years, 20 or 30 years. Um, And today people are buying furniture to live three to five years.
0: So, what are the main developments that you will see uh, in the coming five or ten years still in China, in, in overall or in the in furniture sector?
1: Yeah, I, I see the laws and the regulations getting, getting better as well. Um, and I see especially the local economy becoming stronger and more important. Whereas uh, before it was uh, yeah, mostly export, uh, which, which was important for, for China, and the local market is, is becoming more and more important. And yes. that's in all, all businesses.
0: So, last question, should Belgium companies or uh, Holland companies or European companies focus more on the local market here in China, Uh, especially furniture companies because there is a big uh, area of Eastern European uh, furniture factories, right? Uh, They're missing maybe the chance or the link with China so should all those, uh, not all, but most of the furniture suppliers really look at China also as a market or not only as a as a
1: as a procurement country. Well well obviously if you come to China when you you cover one language and and you have more than 20% of the world of the world market um, so so yeah the the answer to the question is quite easy you're if you're not doing business in in China obviously you're you're leaving uh, a huge a huge market aside. Okay, no, I think this uh, a great uh, uh,
0: closure actually, so uh, I want to thank you for your time and uh, thank you. Hopefully for see you soon.
1: Yes. Thank, thank you, Ben.